What do you say when they can't pay? Do you feel so guilty? You give it away. Do you have a discount? Can you give it for free? What if I tell you my really sad story? If you're buying, I'm so broke, it's no joke. Come on, Christians, it's time you get woke. Today, we're talking about valuing your time, your talent, and the call of God on your life and how to handle freeloaders who want you to work for free. Ooh, it's about to get real up in here. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. We're excited, even pumped, to be with you guys today. Because this topic, what we're diving into, how could I charge for what God gave me for free? I'm telling you, this is one of the most common questions we hear, one of the most common concerns we hear. And it's also one of the most debilitating mindsets if we don't overcome it. So I'm excited to dive into this topic. Who wants to take take the wheel first on this? I think we've all got a lot a lot that we could dig into, but anybody feeling inspired to give it the first I I'm going to start. Word? I'm going to start. Right. I'm going to start. Right, Coach Tam. Okay. So so I'm buying a house right now in Colorado and um I had a painter in my house and he when I within the first minute or two that I met him, I saw he was uncomfortable. He was rubbing his eyes. He he just seemed uncomfortable. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I've been having some problems with my eyes. I said, oh, do you mind if I pray for you? He said, sure, that would be great. And so I prayed for him. And, and then um, turns out the guy was a Christian and he had, he had been healed of cancer actually a couple of years ago. And, um, we got to talking and, and, uh, he said, you know, what really bothers me a lot. He said, it bothers me when Christians who know that I'm a Christian ask me to do something for them for free or for cheap. And he said, you know, recently, um, my church said, Hey, we know that you're a great painter and we would love you to prepare a bid for our church. And he said something, and I had to applaud this. He, he said, I will give you a bid and it will be a good bid and your job will get done right. And the job will get done on time. So long as you don't say, Hey brother, could you cut your price a little bit? He said, I'll give you a good bid and it'll get done right. So long as you don't try to, you know, play the Jesus card on me and get me to work for free. Now, let me tell you something, beloved. I think it is a very bad testimony for Christians to be known as cheap, for Christians to be trying to get the cheapest discount, give it to me for free, what you got to give me. I think that's a bad, bad testimony. And in fact, if you have a proper mindset, I believe a godly mindset, a biblical mindset, you're going to want to bless the people of God, not not lowball them, not ask them for a discount. Right. And I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, I, I went to a new hair salon 
and the owner is a Christian. And I found out she was a Christian because she was very vocal about it. Even in her salon, she had scriptures around and so on. And when I went to check out, I gave more than I would normally give. Why? Because this is a family member, right? I had a maintenance worker in my home. He did a great job. He, he gave me a good rate. He showed up on time. He cleaned up when he was gone. I found out he was a Christian. I sent him more money the next day that he didn't ask for. I paid it. I paid his bill, but I gave him extra. I have an Uber driver that regularly drives me to the airport. Good brother. He's probably in his early twenties, but he's a hard worker and he will come and pick me. He'll drop everything. He'll come pick me up on a dime. Why? Because I tip him more than anybody else tips him. Now, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm using it as an example. I'm trying to, to communicate to you that your, your real friends, your real family is not going to ask you for a discount. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're not going to try and lowball you. They're going to want to bless you. However, in Christian circles, especially in service industries, and for you guys who are coaches and speakers, uh, it's very, very typical that people will say, oh, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Okay. You ever meet somebody who's like, oh, I want it for free, 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 free. If it's for free, it's for me. I call those people freeloaders. And I want to tell you there are four clues, four clues to know if a person is a freeloader, okay? Because you don't have to fall for that. You have to put a value on, on your time and your talent and what God has given you. And we'll get into the scriptures because there's lots of scriptures on this, okay? It's bad theology. This comes from bad theology. If you're feeling guilty and giving it away and being manipulated, that's bad theology. When you get your mind straight about what the Bible really says, you're not gonna have to deal with that anymore. But here's four clues. If a person is a freeloader, Okay. Cause, cause there are clues. Okay. Number one, if the person who is asking you for a discount or asking you to do it for free, trying to manipulate you and tell you their sad story. Number one, if that person has a job, they have a job and they get a regular paycheck. Number two, they have a car, even if it's a junker, but they still put gas in it. They still pay for insurance. They're still doing repairs on it. Number three, they never miss a meal never go hungry, not a day in their life. And number four, they have electricity, but they're asking you for a discount. Then that my friend is a freeloader. Okay. They have a job, they have a car, they never miss a meal and they have electricity, but they're asking you to work for free. I don't think so. My friend, I don't think so. And since I'm on a roll right now, let me just tell you that Jesus Christ himself had a high ticket coaching program. Yes, he did. His students were called apostles. They were called apostles and, and there was a price to get into his high ticket coaching program, price. but not everybody was willing to pay it. A lot of people would say, no, that price is too high for me. Did Jesus say, okay, let me lower the bar for you. Come on, let's just go down to the lowest level of failure that you're comfortable with. Jesus did not do that. There was a man who came to Jesus and Jesus said, come and follow me. He gave him an invitation to be in his inner circle, high ticket coaching program. He said, come and follow me. And the man said, okay, what's it going to cost? Because he knew there was going to be a cost, right? And Jesus said, go give everything away to the poor, come and follow me. And you're going to have, you're going to have riches and treasure in heaven. And the man said, I can't afford it. He went away really sad, but you know what? He could afford it but he just didn't want to do it. That man was very, very wealthy. 
He could have afforded the price of Jesus's high ticket coaching program. And let me tell you something, he would have been numbered among the apostles if he did. Mm -hmm. But to his credit, he didn't ask Jesus for a discount. He didn't say, well, well, how about I give away uh, 50%? Mm. Can I give away 30% and follow you? See, because to follow Jesus, Jesus invested in those who were invested in him. So to be an apostle, you had to give away everything. You had to leave everything. You left your, your family, you left your house, you left your business, you left your fields, you left and you followed Jesus. Now that's a high ticket coaching program when it costs you everything to join, right? But I just don't want you to have, have the notion that Jesus gave away every, oh, Jesus gave it all away for free. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. They asked him, you know, give us, give us bread, just provide us bread for free. We saw you do the miracles. We saw you do it, do it again, do it for free, do it at all times. And Jesus said, no, they said, show us a miraculous sign, prove to us that you're the Messiah. Give it to us. Give it to us for free. Jesus said, no, no sign will be given to you. Right. So I think that that it's very, very important as you are entering into this service industry of coaching, of influencing, of speaking, that you put a value on your time and you put an appropriate value on your time because if you are, let's say you're traveling, right? And you, and you look up online and you say, let me, let me find a hotel. Let me find a hotel to stay at. And you see that, that most of the hotels are in the $300 range per night, but Hey, there's this one hotel that's $35 a night, $35 a night. Do you think, man, what a deal. That's going to be a great hotel. Let me go to the $35 a night hotel. No, you don't think that you think, oh dear God, let me stay away from that. What is happening over there? I don't want to be a part of that. Right. But so many of you guys, you're in, you're in this communicator space. You're in this coaching space. You're in this influencer space. And you think, oh, I got to give it away for free. I got to give it away really cheap. I got to, I got to price myself like a $35 hotel room. Can I just tell you, you're sending the wrong message. That is the wrong message. If you don't value your time, your talent and your expertise, nobody else is going to value it. Amen. Amen. Honey, what's your take on this? Well, I was just remembering the story that I was talking to you about last night. There was a, a member of ours who was a coach and she lived in Dubai. And she said that when she started in the inner circle, that one night she had a dream because she had been helping people for a really long time, especially women, and she had never charged them. And so when she came into the inner circle, she said it was a very foreign concept that she would charge anything for something she'd already been doing for free. So she just thought like, how am I, first of all, she thought like, how am I even going to tell all of these women? that I'm already helping. Oh, guess what? Now that's going to cost you. So she had a dream 
And she said in her dream, she was, she said it looked more like New York City. She was walking down and there was like taxis and there was tons of people on the streets and there was big buildings everywhere. And she said that when she was walking that she saw like paper currency and that the paper currency that there, it was like had filled the sky and that it was like floating down to the ground. And she said, but like the strange thing is that nobody was running to grab it. Like there was no sense of urgency. And she said like, it went into the sewer and it was like floating down the street that people were trampling all over it that she in the dream you know kind of like was having this conversation with the lord like this doesn't make any sense don't these people realize the value of that currency like don't they recognize what they're walking on like don't wouldn't they want to be scooping it up and he and she said that the lord said to her this is exactly right her name was lisa he said, that's exactly right. And that's how I feel when you do not steward, do not value, do not recognize the value of the oil that you carry, of the anointing that you have, of the experience that you have, of the gifting I've given you. When you just treat it like currency that holds no value and, and you just, it gets trampled on and like there's zero respect for it. He said, like, that's offensive to me because I'm the one that gave you that gifting. I'm the one that gave you that anointing. I'm the one that brought you through that pain, that trauma, that loss. And so she said for her, that was like a really eye-opening, defining moment that it wasn't that she was not only, you know, devaluing her own currency of self, her currency of her gift, but she was devaluing God and who God was in her life. And she said that that was for her the day it changed where she said, I can no longer do that. I cannot give myself away for free because God does not want me to. And so I just thought when you were sharing, that's the story that came to my mind and how many of us have been guilty of that, of, of devaluing ourselves and the oil that we carry that God's given us, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's so true. And then as soon as those women that she was helping started paying guess what happens they're more engaged they show up more ready once you're invested you're more invested right where your treasure is there your heart will also be so and none of those women left by the way none of those women left actually the the amazing thing to her surprise is that her business grew so much it absolutely blew her mind she thought okay once i start doing this that people are going to fall off or they're going to complain and instead the women were proud of her and were like cheering her along and then her business like tripled so it just goes to show you know it's it's real yeah yeah and when you when you lowball yourself because somebody's manipulating you okay now i'm not talking about like like real poverty okay obviously we're going to we're going to give to people who are really in need. Um, Kingdom Builders Academy not too long ago sent a, a truck to the Ukraine full of medical supplies and food, and uh, we didn't we didn't you know hold a fundraiser. We didn't we didn't even tell any of our members about it. We just did it. We just paid for it. Those people are really in need. No, I'm talking about people who say you know, I just don't make much money and I'd love to do your thing. And could you please, you know, let me in for free or give me a discount. Can I tell you, you're not helping those people when you say, 
oh yes, I feel sorry for you. What, what you're doing is you're training them to stay stuck in that poverty mentality. You're, you're rewarding them for, for begging basically. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but I just feel like we need to have a bit of a mindset shift because I don't know how it happened. I, I personally think probably the enemy of our souls is involved in trying to, to sell us this doctrine of demons that we should lowball ourselves, that we should give everything away for free because the enemy doesn't want us to have influence. The, the devil wants us to be broker and, and more downcast and downtrodden than the people that we want to help. And so we have to set ourselves free before we can set other people free. We've got to change our minds before we can change the world. So it's not helping anybody when you say, oh yeah, let me reward you for being broke and begging. That's not, that's not helping at the very least. If, if it's somebody that you really want to help and you sense that they have a genuine need. Okay, fine. But David said, I'm not going to offer to God something that cost me nothing. Right. So at the very least, have them come and organize your closet, have them come and wash your clothes, like let them do something to earn the right to be in your program. And I, and I want to ask you a question. Did gaining a greater measure of rule, authority and prosperity and influence cost less or more for Moses? Hmm. Did it cost less or more to get a greater level of rule and authority and influence? Did it cost him? Yeah, it cost him. What about, what about David to get a greater measure of rule and authority and prosperity? Did it cost him less or did it cost him more? What about the apostle Paul? Did it cost him less or did it cost him more? What about Ruth? What about Esther? What about Deborah? What about Gideon? What about Joseph? What about Jesus Christ? Did it cost more or less to gain a greater measure of rule, authority, prosperity, influence? I mean, think about it. It's going to cost you. You're not doing anybody any favors by helping them to stay broke and beggarly. It's not helping them. Okay. And it's not biblical. You would never go to a king or a priest or a prophet without bringing a costly gift. It would be an insult. It was protocol. You would never say to the prophet, hey, I'm here to tap on your anointing and I got nothing for you, but I'll be back again tomorrow. So make sure you have a fresh word for me tomorrow when I come with cup in hand. No, you would never do that. It is not biblical. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And I actually I want to share a few scriptures that I think are eye-opening for for a lot of people who who don't have this this mindset or, or understanding or belief. But here's here's where I want to go first on this on this point. I think you are doing a humongous disservice to everyone, yourself, your audience, your family, your community, the people you're called to reach. I think you're doing a massive disservice to everybody if you don't charge for what you have to give, for what you have to offer, for whatever value you can provide. If you're not charging for it and even charging high ticket, like a high ticket backend offer, like something like a 90 day coaching program or a six month or a 12 month mentorship or discipleship or some kind of, you know, 
high touch mastermind. If you don't have something like that, you're doing a huge disservice and I'll tell you why. First, first, Coach Tam, one of my favorite lessons that you share that Billy Graham taught you was if you don't learn how to finance your ministry, you're not going to have a ministry for very long. Right. And big, powerful, impactful ministries take years, really more like decades to build. And if you don't have financing, if you don't have fuel for your journey in business and building and ministry, guess what? You're not going to make it decades. That's right. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to build over the course of, of years and decades to build something that's really incredibly impactful in your generation, right? So first, you're just not going to be able to build if you don't have the finances. Second, kind of like everybody's said so far that like it's it's not helping people to give it to them for free. So I'm going to kind of leave that one alone because we've we've really touched on this. But here's here's I think a really a big eye opener too is that because you finance what you're doing, because you can build, you're actually going to reach tens of thousands of more people than you would, right? If you couldn't build, if you weren't building, if you didn't get paid to make this your full-time thing, to be able to fully invest yourself in this work, in this mission, as soon as you can do that, you can start doing the podcasts, you can start doing the books, you can start doing the keynote speeches, you can start doing the YouTube videos. Guess what? All of that stuff is like totally free or like 20 bucks, like totally, practically, completely free. And when you do that, there will be a certain percentage of people that say, hey, I love what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down will you work with me? You know, can I come closer? Do you, do you have anything where, where you can lay out these steps for me and, and give me accountability and give me support and answer my questions? People will want that. You know, maybe it's only five to 10%. It will be a, a minority of all the tens of thousands of people who hear you. And if you don't have something for them, you're offering them a huge disservice. Here's why. Here's why. This is, I hope, you know, is a big eye opener for you. If you think about it, when people buy a book, when people buy your book, what percentage of the time does that totally transform their life? Most of the time, people don't even read it, right? Most of the time people buy a book, they don't even read it. If they do read it by chance, they forget it six months later. They might've enjoyed it, but it's not usually changing people's lives. 99.9% .9 of the time, somebody buying your book, it's not gonna change their life. What about if they hear your speech? They might get inspired, they might get fired up, they might stand and shout and clap. Six months later, is their life any different? 99.9% of the time, no it's not. What about podcasts? What about YouTube? What about social media? 99.9% .9 of the time, you are not transforming someone's life six months later, six years later, 20 years later. But what will change someone's life what will create a lasting transformation is that high level, high ticket, high investment, high touch back end offer. Something like a coaching program or a mastermind or discipleship group. That will change somebody's life. When you can get somebody into a process with accountability and consistency and support and camaraderie and a prolonged period of time, like at least 90 days, if not six months, one year, two years, that will transform someone's life. And if you build that right, it's all but inevitable that you're going to be transforming lives. So if you really want to help people, 
don't just speak, don't just write books, have a high ticket backend offer because that is where the transformation happens. Books have a place, speeches have a place, podcasts have a place, and it's really to like get people's ears to perk up, to get people a little bit interested. But if you really wanna help people, if you really wanna transform lives, it does take something high value, high touch, high investment to actually change Amen. someone's life where their life is different 10 years later. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. Can I share back. this one scripture? Because this is another one. Last, last point I've, I've got here. This is 1 Corinthians 9. And if you guys want a precedent, a biblical precedent for charging what you have to give, this is the precedent, right? This is the precedent for preachers and prophets to create an income from what they're doing. Additionally, if you're providing a health service, a business service, a relationship service, a soul, soul work, right? All of these things we should be getting paid for, right? So here's, here's what Paul has to say in 1 Corinthians 9. Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say these things on human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Mm -hmm. Is it for the oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thrasher thrash in hope of sharing in the crop. Here's the key, key one that's like, just like, boom. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you, right? So Come if you're on. in a spiritual niche, if you're helping people with their soul, with their walk with God, with, with their relationships, with their purpose, if we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? A little further down, do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. Okay, so that's the ESV, 1 Corinthians 9, saying like, hey, look, if you're proclaiming the gospel, it's okay, get your living by doing that. So look, most of the time, 99% of the time in our space, what we're doing, we're helping people with their health, with their relationships, with their finances, with their business, with their marriage, right? With their purpose, you know, whatever. Like that's not even like sharing the gospel <laughs> per se, but Paul's even saying in the context of sharing the gospel, if that's your full-time thing, by all means, you should get paid. You should get paid. So there's your kind of like biblical, biblical context for, for this, but we could go you know, we could create pages and pages of scriptures on, right. on charging. So here's the thing. You have to retrain your brain to regain the same. It's going to take new neuropathways, thinking about things differently instead of buying into the manipulation of, oh, you should be helping me for free. You should be thinking, why are you so broke that you're asking something for free? Would you go to a restaurant and say, oh, hey, um, I'd like to have the steak, but I want to pay the hamburger price? No, you would never think to do that. But that's the same mentality as saying, um, you know, you should feel bad for not helping me for free. No, I shouldn't feel bad 
for charging for, for my time and my talent and the gift of God and, and honoring the Lord by honoring the gift of God that's on my life. I shouldn't feel bad for that. If anybody should feel bad, you should feel bad for begging people to help you for free. When you have a job, you have a roof over your head, you have electricity, you have a car, you never miss a meal. And you're going to ask me to help you for free. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not going to feel guilty about that. I think you ought to be feeling a little guilty about asking for that. That's not right. That's not a right way to behave. That's not honoring the gift that's in me. It's not even dignified for you. It's not even honoring yourself. Come on, man. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There's no shortage in the kingdom. There's no shortage in the kingdom. And that's the mentality that we have to put on. Yes, the, you will always have poor among you. You will always have poor among you. But I'm telling you, there is a poverty spirit that has nothing to do with a lack of material possessions. It's a way of thinking that keeps you playing small and staying small. And we have to fight that. We have to resist that. We cannot buy into that spirit. We cannot, or we're going to suffer the consequences. So I'm just telling you, keep it in the forefront of your mind. You have to retrain your brain to regain the same. It's a counterculture way of thinking. It's a, it's a Christian counterculture way of thinking, but it is biblical. It is biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Coach Tam, we haven't done this yet on a podcast, but I actually want to ask if you'd pray us out and pray into that. Cause I think it's a, it, it's a spiritual stronghold in a, in a way, yeah, like you I call agree. it a doctrine of demons. Like people have real hangups about this and it will totally put a hard stop on walking in your purpose, walking in your kingdom assignment and giving birth to the things that, that you're called to. So would you actually just kind of pray into this for people and help kind of release that, that burden bondage that, a lot of Christians do carry. Yeah, I sure will. Um, to, to benefit from this prayer, it is going to be necessary that you pray in faith, that you pray with a hundred percent faith and zero percent doubt. Okay. Because we are going to bind up that poverty mentality and cast it out. That's, that is from the dark side, beloved, that is from the dark side. So, um, let's go to the Lord together and let's seek freedom from this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you with, with humility, Lord, recognizing that you are God. We come to you with faith, Lord, believing you for something better, for something greater, for something new, for the ability to help more people, Lord. Father, I pray right now for those who have been laboring with this, struggling with this feeling of uh, feeling guilty for helping people or, or being easily manipulated or being people pleasers or feeling like they shouldn't have much or they shouldn't charge much. Um, Lord, in Jesus name, I pray that you would break that off of them now in the name of Jesus, every spirit that would try to inflict poverty and lack on the people of God. I rebuke you in Jesus name, everybody under the sound of my voice right now, I command freedom over you, freedom over you in the name of Jesus. And father, we open ourselves, Lord, to blessing, to prosperity, to more than enough. Jehovah Jireh, you are more than enough, Lord. And uh, Lord, we're going to walk in this now. We're not going to be bound by financial pressures. We're not going to be bound by financial worries, Lord. We know that you've always provided everything that we've ever needed. Everything, Lord. 
<laughs> Once I was young, now I'm older, but I've never, 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 never seen the righteous forsaken. And I've never seen their children out begging for bread. And so father, we stand in, in complete confidence of what you're doing and the lives of those listening today, Lord, that there is a new measure of authority. There is a new measure of rule and reign, a new measure of, of prosperity and blessing on their lives, because we are shifting our mindset to, to what is scriptural, to what is truth, to what you have called us to do and to be in the earth, Lord. You've called us to be leaders. You've called us to be kings. You've called us to be priests. And that's, that's a measure of honor, Lord, that we want to appropriate in our lives. And so we agree with you today in Jesus' name, never the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. I love it. I love it. Great podcast with you guys. We will see you next week on the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.